Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Here at Guitar Nerds, we want to make sure you have the best chance to listen to all the guitar content that's right for you. That's why we have a Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Guitar Nerds. A veritable treasure trove full of interviews, mini-series, and a whole extra half an hour episode every week. Patreon.com forward slash Guitar Nerds. Get your nerd on. Welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Brandon, joined this week by Jay Cross. Hello. And everyone's favourite pedal nerd, Matt Knight. Hello. Yes, that's right. There's plenty to talk about this week. Um, we've had a few surprising and some very unique new releases. Um, and plus, for the first time in what feels like a lifetime, we've got Matt Knight back on the podcast. Matt Welcome to the new order. I know, it sounds really Easy good. Easy now. <laughs> oh, thanks. Good. Oh, yeah, cheers, man. I did, I did speak to Mark Packham today. He sounded very sad and upset. Yeah. Um, yeah. I said, tough luck. You're never coming back. Yeah. Now he, did, he did actually, he has obviously contacted us and said he'd like to quit his new job and uh, come back and work with us, for which we, um, we declined um, so <laughs> tough, tough luck, Mark. Tough times. Um, um, but yeah, it's been two weeks. It has and been two weeks. I was he in didn't America. actually say that. I think we should just no, no, we should yeah. just say okay. that, just in case like his <laughs> boss is listening or something. <laughs> he didn't actually try and back out. Yes, of it. no, it, 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 because for, for nobody in, at Guitar Nerds makes any money. No, exactly. So. And for all in intent and purposes, uh, Mark Peckham seems to be doing a fan. Fantastic job at flooding the Guitar Nerds forum with <laughs> <Yeah>. reverb <laughs> content. Um, Matt, you've been away for two weeks, which means I imagine you've bought at least two new amplifiers <laughs> and, a, and, and, and another pedal board or two. Actually. Um, well, most importantly, you've, uh, you've increased your shareholding in pink gear. Yes, in, in an attempt to make my entire studio completely pink. Um, yeah. I've ditched, I guess it's the start of the ditch of the ungiggable rig. Oh, right. no. This, yeah, this sounds I know. Bad. Is it? Is it? Is it time for the gigable rig? Will I have to join a band? Are you gonna, Well, no, surely <laughs> it will just turn into the not gigging rig <laughs> rather than the, the I'm is, not gigging rig. What yeah. it's turning into is a bedroom rig, Matt. That's, yeah, uh, it's an actual usable bedroom rig. Um, well. Yeah, I, was, I basically decided um, about two, three weeks ago that having two 2x12s in my house... Is totally unnecessary. It's yeah. It was it was quite unruly, and it wasn't just two two twelves. What were the two two twelves you had? They were both Zilla. Is that two right? Zilla vertical modern vertical two twelves? Yeah, and they so were speed stripe cream and and mint. One was oh. green and white, and one is western black and right. white, which is like a flowery Tolex. And um, you were you were, you you had those in conjunction with one of the uh, one of the fifty watt jazz choruses. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Sold the jazz chorus. Um, but not amazing me. amp, but it's just <laughs> unfortunately the old ones suffer a little bit from the um, 
the thing that's the old Fender Hot Rod Deluxes did is the fact that they go from zero to maximum yeah. and yeah. then there's nothing left. And so when what? you live in a one-bedroom flat, it's <laughs> not ideal to have an amp that goes from zero to maximum. With, with those jazz choruses, because I do think they're one of the best-sounding amplifiers um, I've ever heard, what, what fundamentally, like, did you think there was a lot of difference between that and the that little... Um, What's the what's the smaller one? The is the, the new one. A forty in the new. There's a forty range, right? now and a twenty-two. So the forty um, and the fifty. What what fundamentally is the well? Obvious. <laughs> there's no the, there's no the distortion 10. channel, um, which is brilliant oh. because the distortion is terrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's no, famed for being a dreadful distortion, um, and we took that off. I'm surprised you haven't put it in a pedal just for like. <laughs> Just I imagine that. I'm sure it would gain some sort of like cult following. The JC that's Drive. That's what I'm saying. Um, like, you should, like people would genuinely. absolutely if you if you released it, people would absolutely buy it. Or at the very least, I'm surprised that you haven't done it as an April Fool. Yeah, that oh, would, that would be. There fun. you go. That's your next date with the first, right? Yeah, there. you're welcome. You're Thanks. welcome. Thanks. You're welcome. Um, but yeah, no, it sounds great. I, I'm the only one out of the four of us who doesn't do some sort so of marketing three of job. Us. There are three of us. Well, okay, I was including Mark. Hmm. Um, yeah. I guess he still counts. He's still well, he's still you know, there. Yeah. He's just not here. He's actually—he is actually here. He's yeah. He's he in, just sits in the corner yeah, yeah, quietly. He just, now. Yeah, he's just—he's just laughing. He can't hey, hear what, he can't hear what you're saying, but he—you know—he just assumes that it's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you get me some tea? Get me a tea. <laughs> you act like you're not drinking a Bloody Mary. Oh yeah, that's true. And a beer. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's the the best Together. thing about uh, about Mark Peckham leaving the podcast is now me and Jay can get absolutely crunk every week. Yeah, Joe was like, drink. "Don't worry about giving me a lift home. Why don't you have a drink?" Whereas Mark always would have been like, uh, what, you, what are you talking about? You're absolutely driving me to my door and then carrying me down the stairs and then tucking <laughs> me into bed. Well, in fairness, I am going to use the, uh, the hard-won Patreon funds to get a taxi home. Yes. Completely blotto after yes. this podcast. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> but anyway, we're well off uh, topic. Matt, so you're uh, replacing the, uh, the two 212s, the Western and the Mint Speed Stripe yes. uh, Zilla 212s with a pair of 112s. You have put this up on the group, but for listeners that aren't on the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups, forward slash guitar nerds forum um yeah. there are two new shell pink 112s yeah i just um i just decided to i was like not i just want to go down to one amp and then a small combo and i just wanted different cabs i've had those cabs for a while and i'm like i'm gonna have two 112s and then i can have them both together and just run you know run them in series or i can run two heads or i can have an external cab or whatever so i spoke to paul at zilla and i was like oh i see you finally got pink tolex because apparently pink is one of the hardest colors to get in a decent tolex really one that's not really thin and just rips like in an actual proper tolex so he finally found some i'd I'd been following on instagram that he'd, he'd posted a couple and i was like and i mean he's built cabs for me for the last like 10 years so i was like We've got to do a couple of uh, 112s. But bizarrely enough, the reason it came about is he actually emailed me asking me about um, a couple of options that he was thinking about doing. And I was like, oh, I'm thinking about two 112s. And he's like, oh, I'm designing a mini stack. So the bottom cab is straight and the top cab is angled. Angled. So it looks like a full 412, as it were, just totally shrunk down. And I was like, man, we've we've got to do it in in pink. Um, Because I'd seen another cab that he'd done with the racing stripes which is the two center stripes in white and i was like you should do like an off center one which he'd done on a bigger cab in a different color um and it turned up and it's absolutely awesome i pulled a couple of speakers out from the various 212s so i kept the ev speaker in there and a celestian cream back all oh, right so um, you fitted the speakers yourself yeah actually i asked him specifically to wire them up with spade connectors rather than suck rather than me having to solder them, because I knew exactly right. what would happen if I tried to solder the connections. I would drop solder onto the speaker cone, and then the speaker cone would have a big hole in it. So, sorry, what were the two? So, you've gone for an EV, what, uh, I assume in the lower, and a cream yeah, back up top. because it's heavier and yeah. more bassy, and then the cream back on, on top, which is a little bit brighter and a little bit sharp. The cream back is basically the same as a green back. It's just got a higher power rating. Right. Um, and then... Um, Obviously, way back at now, we spoke to Celestian about some other speakers um, and hopefully you're going to check out one of the new, I think it's FX250, which we spoke about before. Which Was is that their, the FRFR? That's, no, that's their equivalent of the EV, which is just a really right. high-powered guitar speaker, yeah. but it's like 200 watts. So the idea is it's designed for amps with tons of headroom. It's designed for pedals, so you can run loads of delays and modulations and you've basically got a really high headroom. Um 
so smart. Like something like speakers, you think of speakers as being quite boring. It, it, well, yeah, it is a boring part of a setup, and you expect the people running those companies to be relatively old school. Seeing as you know, most you know, ninety percent of people are still buying vintage thirties. I thought when we met Celestian at Nam. It was great that they were so forward-thinking. Things like that, like thinking, man, pedal boards are getting bigger. People are starting to use loads more gear. Wouldn't it be cool if we made something that's really suitable to tons of headroom for all those pedal players? And and with the addition of an FRFR speaker, because they're realizing that there is now, with the popularity of especially Helix over, I think, the, the competition of Axe Effects and everyone else. You know, there are, there are so many more players of that style now. What um, year do you reckon Celestian started oh i think it's something crazy like 1915 or something like that it's like a hundred years old or something celestian so something so when were the when was the first star discovered (laughs) (laughs) 1924 1924 yeah how about that they're actually built or their their main um warehouse kind of development center is five minutes down the road from where my parents live yeah they're from ipswich aren't they They are from ipswich wow yeah didn't ipswich get leveled in the war uh no oh it was coventry coventry got leveled yeah, in the war, didn't it? You, <laughs> <laughs> for someone who spends so much time on tour you have your your understanding of geography on this small piece of land <laughs> is dreadful my my knowledge of the uk are all the important places to play which what, are like the, the, the green door store and the free bar <laughs> it, just, it reminds me of Brighton, when um... bristol leeds glasgow london <laughs> Right, so the, the, maybe, spine, the spine of the UK, straight down the middle. Maybe you'll do Birmingham and Nottingham. Right, okay. Maybe. Good. I, mem- I remember seeing well, you for, Leeds. Thanks for um, causing every, the 95% of the population who don't live in those towns in the UK for switching off in disgust. Ah, well, move somewhere <laughs> better. <laughs> this isn't a Branton to Anton. You've got to be oh, nice yeah. on oh, this yeah. one. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe that's a series to, of Branton to Anton, just I'll towns just pick a you new don't town like. and Geography. <laughs> Grimsby, <laughs> Scunthorpe. Anyway, um, anyway, what we're we talking about speakers, right? Uh, and speakers, Celestian. yeah, yeah. So um, it's always, it is always a difficult one with with speakers because there is so much out there, and it is not a risk, but you kind of you can listen to demos and you can look at frequency graphs and you can go, oh, this one has X amount more top end, and but then. It also depends on the cab and the amp as well. Yeah, so. it's really, really difficult to um, ensure that you're choosing the right speaker unless you've spent a lot of time with it. And by its very nature, you're only going to have spent a lot of time with the speaker if it's fitted into something. You know, so yeah. it, it, it is a really difficult, um, a really difficult thing to get into. And I think that it's. Um, an area where Celestian are, are kind of safe because it's a name that people know, and. It, Unlike guitar pedals or even guitar amps to a certain degree, it's not going to be the sort of thing that people will be willing to take a punt on, as you say. Mm. Um, yeah, it is. It's very interesting. It's very, very interesting and area I mean, that we don't. The crazy really get thing into is, is they've been even without before the days of the internet and people researching people's tone to the nth degree. I mean, you know, all these people were using Marshalls, and those Marshalls had Celestians in, and yeah. some of the most legendary speakers of all time have. I've more than likely had, you know, Celestians in. So they've got yeah, a great yeah. history to go on. And I mean, these cabs, these two cabs sound great. They sound great as a pair. They sound great individually. Um, Paul at Zilla is just a genius. <laughs> I think when it comes to cabs, he's just really good at what yeah, he does. Yeah, he's certainly top of the game, isn't he? Um, and I mean, he turned these round. I mean, he turned them round in like two weeks. I don't know what his normal, t- his normal turnaround time is usually pretty close. But I mean, he wired them all up for me. You know, they're just brilliantly done. And obviously, he did the katanas that we did for for Gak in the yellow and the red. Um, yeah, katana, my friend. Katana. Just one. Just one. <laughs> the singular katana. Um, well, I mean, Matt, in, in fairness, he had to be quick because he knows what you're like. Like, you know, if, he, know. if he'd taken a month, then you might have changed your mind. I know. Well, uh, yeah, I do change my mind. But um, <laughs> I have stuck with my other cabs for quite a long time. But part of the... A part of the big reason was actually just really trying to 
just free up a little bit more space in my house. Yeah. Um, not having them side by side. And actually having just having like something just easier to plug in. That I don't have to worry about. Yeah, it doesn't take up Absolutely. As much I think it's a fantastic high quality sort of rig that you can now use at home as well, which is great. Yeah. Um, Mark Packham. Speaking of Mark Packham, um, obviously he's been posting loads of stuff from Reverb on our Facebook forum recently. One thing especially caught our eye and um, we bought it. Jay Cross. Oh, yes. Sorry. I got completely lost as to what, where your train of thought was going there. Mm. But yes, um, he posted up about this, uh, this weird looking Gretsch. Uh, and yeah, as you say, I, I bought it. It's a, uh, it's, it's a, so it's a model that doesn't exist anymore. And it, it's, it's, I guess the closest thing is kind of like the junior jet. I think yeah. there's, is there a junior jet base? There is a, there, well, I think it's just, it might be called the junior jet base, which yeah. is the, the sort of famously, um, uh, what's that band called from Brighton? Royal Blood? Royal Blood. Right, the famously okay. sort of Royal Blood base. They actually did uh, introduce a couple of new colours in the in the base this year. But yes, the uh, Junior Jet. So that, that's kind of the closest comparison. So it's, it's like a flat top, uh, very thin. Single cut. Single cut, kind of entry level, two Gretsch pickups. Um, bolt at, on. At bolt on. And at, um, at one point it was tobacco sunburst. We looked it up on, because we can check serial numbers. Right. And uh, we found actually even when it was sold and where it was sold to in the year 2005. Wow. Um, and uh, yeah, at one point it was tobacco sunburst. And yeah, someone has done like that kind of, um, I don't really understand how you do it, but that kind of like dip, drip thing. Hy- uh, so hydro, I- hydro dipping and there's an actual I mean, name for I it thought, i forgot what it's called it's i thought it was just a plastic wrap that had been lacquered over. i don't think so i think it's been i think it's no, been like what it dipped what it is uh yeah they do actually call it hydro dipping what it is it's a uh water which they put on some sort of oil and then they basically put a, a design picture, on it, a design yeah. um that sits in the water and basically dissolves apart from the finish which is left floating on the top and then you dip it in and it like sticks to whatever you well, dip in there. So people do everything incredible. for like bike helmets. Um, yeah. I've seen people do like uh, car tires, like the, the rims and dip them in like a carbon fiber finish that looks like they're carbon fiber, but they're actually just dipped. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, this, it's uh, quite a crazy co- technique. My, my dad at one point was like, I wonder if it's possible to like set this up on a small scale and do guitars. Because I was like, he was like, I'm sure there's got to be a load of people out there who want crazy graphics that would just be too expensive to paint. Yeah. And I yeah, was yeah. like, yeah, it's kind a good of idea. Makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the finish we've got it in is quite, quite unique listener. If you haven't, uh, if you haven't seen it on the, well, it's just like flower power, super like hippie. Yeah. Um, super hippie, hippie dippy. Hippie. Dippy, um, but yeah, I, I think we got it for a good price. It was a hundred quid. Um, those guitars new were, I, you know, this is sort of 15 years ago, but these guitars, those guitars new were 400 quid. Or something it like looks that. well played so. as well. A nice, oh yeah. Yeah. Nice so, amount um, of buckle rash on the back. Oh, nice, nice well, when you say that, dins. what you mean is, it's a complete and utter hound. Like it's like, <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not a great guitar. Like I'm glad that I only paid a hundred quid for it because it is well played. And, um, there's quite a lot of, uh, it's it's seen a it's had a it's had a heavy life yeah um, which is great i love that I, someone's played a guitar like that absolutely <laughs> but but in all seriousness i think all it really needs is um is a is a good setup a new set of strings uh oh, yeah. i think there was a new set of strings on there but like you know just a good setup a bit of a cleanup and um and you know i'm not i'm not going to promise anything i'm definitely not going to promise anything i'm not going to go down the route of mark packham but potentially this could be another future promise a future mob mode project, <laughs> which yes, of course be. means an empty, pro- an empty promise. But the reason that I think that is that, um, I have, um, w- when we got it, it had like, uh, Fender style, witch hat knobs, yeah. um, for the volume and tone. And it just had a, a strat star, uh, a, uh, it just had a, yeah, I guess like a strat style pickup selector switch. Um, but just knocking about the office, um, I, uh, was able to get hold of, um, a couple of Gretsch, proper Gretsch, uh, volume knobs and uh, a proper Gretsch screw on um, pickup selector switch. And uh, one of the guys who uh, uh, the product manager for Gretsch told me that he thinks that those pickup surrounds will fit a P90. So oh. I might be able to just bosh in a couple of P90s Ooh, in there. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, it really is. Because those pickups are, the, the pickups are cool, but um, they aren't like proper Gretsch pickups. 
Um, so, well, they are proper Gretsch pickups, but they're not like... I know what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're not they're like entry level. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. They certainly look the part, but yeah, they they're really very do. entry level. But I think it'd be cool to stick some P90s in there. So, yeah, I don't know. Like I say, not not making any promises. Don't come uh, knocking on my door asking where mob mode is. But um, if at some point we get a bit of time, um, I think it could be a cool little um, project guitar for, for us moving yeah, forward. Absolutely, no, nice. completely agree. You know, do you remember I was talking about, I think last week I mentioned that I remembered a, gu- a guitar that I owned that I'd forgot that I owned. Uh, I must have uh, siphoned uh, out I, at actually, that point. Actually, maybe I didn't say it on this podcast. But anyway, I think it was the single pickup version of this guitar. I think it was the... Oh, right, I think okay. they did a single, like, bridge humbucker only Gret. A Junior Jet Junior? Yeah, it was it was absolutely <laughs> junior, the best junior thing. Jet. A the junior best, junior jet. Probably yeah. the coolest guitar I've ever bought, and I had no idea it was so cool. Right. Okay. Yeah. I was really into Blink One Eighty Two at the time. And I just wanted something with a bridge humbucker. Oh well, yeah. there we go. Anyway, uh, S- Jay. Speaking of Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah. Green Day have got a new... Oh, no, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry, Don't sorry, you, am I jumping ahead? You were busting ahead. Sorry, I thought that was a good uh, a, no, a good segue. That's going to be in the, the news, which uh, everyone will hear their favourite uh, jingle for <sighs> uh, later. But um, but first, I actually wanted to talk about uh, your Princeton that's up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I borrowed a... Um, uh, a Princeton from work for the weekend. Not just any Princeton. No, a new um, FSR uh, 68... Prince, uh, 65 Princeton, sorry, in the um, in a like a, a fawn finish is what it's called, um, with Which a is like a sort of mockery grey. Yeah, of. yeah, that that kind of colour, and it's got like a basket weave uh, sort of beige grill cloth which is lovely um, um, but the big thing for me is it is a uh, 12 inch speaker rather than a uh, rather than a 10 that you oh, usually get Princeton cool. and honestly that um, the <laughs> I don't mean to sound quite so crass, but those extra two inches, they uh, certainly make a difference in uh, in this speaker. I, I just think it sounds it sounds like a completely different amp uh, to what you would expect a Princeton to sound like. And it's just, it's unbelievable. It sounds so, so good. It sounds so good. Really? Yeah. It's, it's, I, I, I really try and avoid, I don't try and avoid no, you don't. Uh, that sort of Shilling hi- hi- No, no, that wasn't what I was going to talk about because I, I don't try and avoid that at all. <laughs> I do try and avoid being quite so hyperbolic. hyperbolic. Um, but it's, I, I still but think it's, the, it, this is honestly, it's one of the best amps I've ever heard. Absolutely. I think the Princeton combos are, you know, some of the best sounding things you can, yeah. you can get. I didn't think they'd be able to top their tweed one that they released also with the 12-inch yeah. tab and it was with their, uh, their Cannabis Rex. Yeah, uh, speaker in that. My, I thought that my, sounded absolutely fantastic. My uh, and I guess this goes back to us talking about speakers and how um, difficult it is to really put a, put your finger on how they sound. I my memory is I wasn't a huge fan of the of of that speaker. Really? Yeah, and I seem to remember that in a Blues Junior as well. And I, I again right. I remember not being a huge fan of that uh, in comparison to other speakers. And this has got a, a Celestian Greenback, which again is a speaker that. Generally, I thought was a bit too. I, I always thought was a bit too midi. Right. Um, but I think that is because of what it's what I've always heard it with, which is like oranges and marshals, which in general are kind of a bit too mid rangey for me anyway. And I think having that speaker in uh, a Fender amp, which is traditional, or as you know, obviously traditionally a bit more trebly, I just thought it sounded amazing. Yeah. Really, really amazing. Thicken so, it out a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm. I'm these are super, super limited, so you probably can't buy one because they're probably all sold, um, <laughs> except, except for the one that's upstairs, which is going to have to get <laughs> probably get sold or it might go into our showroom. I don't know, but um, yeah, I just if you get, if you're after a new amp um, and your local shop has got one of these, definitely go and check it out because they're it's so cool, man. Yeah, yeah, cool, super cool. Do you know what I bought this week? Well, actually, no, I, that that is a complete uh, fabrication. Um, my, uh, my girlfriend, um, went away to Florida for a, for a work thing where she works with Patreon backer, JD Short, who's also been on our podcast before. He's been on our drunkest podcast that we ever did in, uh, at NAM. I wasn't on that one. Oh, I was oh, yeah, safe were. and sound in bed, it, like a, uh, good, 
employee, MI employee. employee. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Whereas uh, we all did attend the podcast, which was in fact, uh, I think, so drunken that it lasted for a day in the normal feed before uh, before you took it out. Before I did not. I would have kept Mark it, took it out before Mark uh, decided to put it in the Patreon feed because he was concerned that we were too unruly. But JD has actually been. He was obviously on a couple of podcasts um with us and drove us around nam for some of that but anyway uh, my girlfriend emma works with jd and jd uh bought her a pedal to take back for her to mess around primarily with her synths but we were messing around with it with guitar um uh last night and it is absolutely fantastic a copper sound telegraph stutter Oh, what, sorry? A copper oh. sound telegraph stutter. That's the one that's oh. like a telegraph thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? It's literally, yeah, it's a Morse code button, yes. essentially. And you can, it's got just one switch on it where you can either have it sending the signal through continuously and by pressing the button, you're cutting the signal, so a kill switch, or you can have it as the reverse oh, of nice. that, which is really, really interesting. I can certainly see how it's way more applicable to keys players than guitarists however it certainly has a note on it saying don't don't do this with your foot because it is uh, it is very much the button on it is very much the sort of button for of a uh, of a morse code so if you stamp on it it'll break yeah it's probably going to snap yeah, off yeah. like it's an elongated <laughs> piece of metal so it suggests doing it by hand but like absolutely tons of fun i was sticking it after um after a jhs pink panther and just running like tons of delay noise through it and then just just cutting it out really intermittently with with like amp reverb afterwards so it wasn't sort of completely gone and it was it was fantastic honestly listeners if you have a chance to try one out or you fancy a bit of fun then i thoroughly thoroughly recommend the copper sound telegraph stutter i don't think there is any practical application for that pedal whatsoever but but for loads of fun it is uh it, it certainly is that i don't know if you went on their website at all and saw the list of options that you can get no but um you can get uh there's a couple of there's a couple of options you can uh get it with or without the polarity switch mm. um and you can also uh get it in a bunch of different colors what's that that's probably 20 different colors surf green is the uh is the one i've got it in. uh seafoam green seafoam green uh no sorry surf green sorry you're right they do surf green um and they also do a couple of relict colors this is relict surf green oh you've got relict seafoam green then oh right <laughs> so, okay um and yeah they do a relict shell pink so um quite honestly jd if you're listening um i think that uh really what you should be doing here is you should be flying over here taking this gift quote unquote gift that you got for joe and emma back uh, and swapping it for a shell pink one mate because <laughs> <Yeah>. honestly <laughs> it's outrageous yeah. i um i didn't realize this was also the company that makes the strategy and the broadway what? which are Sorry, what, what are they well they are the pedals the strategy is i guess you would class it as a mxr style pedal but on the side um but the input is a strat oh, yeah. input and then it's part of a strat scratch plate on the top and the volume and tone controls it's an analog preamp and booster are the volume and tone from a strat and then the broadway i love everything about it i love everything about it it, the, it looks like a little rectangular chunk of a strat yeah yeah and, and the broadway is i'm gonna order it right now germanium preamp which looks like a telly which has a volume oh. and then a three-way selector on it. And that is, I, I, I had forgotten about these pedals as well. <laughs> these that are is the best fantastic. things in the world. I don't remember these at all. Um, but I like the fact that these Telegraph starters start at $59. And on the landing page, there's a picture of Billy Gibbons holding one next to a picture of his face. um but yeah they're only 59 bucks which i i thought was great because it looks like one of those things that someone could have gone yeah it's 200 dollars yeah totally no you're you're completely right you're completely uh, right this could this could quite easily have just been like a steampunk accessory i did yeah i did look it up to uh to see how much jd had spent because it's it was a relict like seafoam green steampunky pedal i was quite concerned that he'd sort of given us like a you know a 300 pound Oh no, he just he just gives that to the podcast every yeah, year. Clearly, you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, um, we have actually probably natted on for long enough, so it's time for everyone's favourite jingle. That's right, it's the news. You're listening to the Guitar Nerds podcast. This is the news. So this, I week... really wish people what? could see how excited you are 
like whilst there's nothing happening like <laughs> obviously everyone else just heard a jingle me and matt just had to sit here in silence for a couple of seconds i had no and, idea it was coming either and joe joe just like he, he just his entire body tensed and his mouth and eyes widened so wide it was just like there was nothing happening mate did it, you just hear the jingle in your in head? My head i was right, playing okay. it to myself in my head anyway let's uh let's start the news jay cross um, everyone's least favorite. Speaking of Bling 182. Yes, there you go. Segway. <laughs> Billy Joe Armstrong, who doesn't play in Blink 182, has got a new signature model. Another signature model. Another. What is this? The third or fourth from Gibson? This is the fourth. Because I think he had a single cut. He had the the first one was the single cut. Then, then he the had the double, double cut, cut. And then which... he had the 175, 275. No, 137. 137? One of them. One of so those. some guitar that he never played. Yeah. And now he's got this, um, which is um, very cool looking. Uh, and another Les Paul Jr., very similar to the original one that he had. Mm -hmm. uh, so single cut, um, but it is a, uh, a humbucker instead of a... It was a P90 on his It was a P90H. Oh, that's right. Or I remember P91 this. or something like it that. Was, it it was, was a high-powered P90, wasn't it? Yeah, P90H. P100. P100, yes. P100. So this is a 57 Classic, which is a pickup that we all know and love. Um, Zebra-style humbucker. Yes, which I'm less into, but, you know, that's fine. It's, it's not all about me. Um, and yeah, really cool. Um, coming in three different colors. So there's going to be a black one, a machino cherry, and a uh, no, not machino. What is that word? Uh, maraschino. Yeah, maraschino. It's red. It's red. Um, and there's also sonic blue, and they look very, very cool. The scratch plate is a bit weird. It's, I, this is the thing, yeah. And I found this with the, with the guitars that we saw at Nam as well. Gibson don't seem to want to do a Les Paul Jr. properly. <laughs> so <laughs> they, the, the ones that they, were, that they were showing at NAMM looked great. They looked really cool. But the, the plate was weird. I, I, I realise it's me just picking hairs, but like I'm not the only person who said this. A I few saw, people have pointed this out about yeah. the scratch plate. I'm fine with it myself, but yeah, you, you, you've got issue with it. Well, it, issue is probably a little bit strong, a little bit too strong. I mean, it's still a great looking guitar. It's um, on the Gibson website for $13.99. So, I mean... Who knows what that will be in in real a thirteen nine nine US? Who knows I what that will be? I'd be, I'd be surprised if it's more than a grand. I, I, so what I, do we I think? think they want? I think really personally they should have been. Are they because are they sand finish or are they gloss finish? Well, this finish? is it. This is what I was going to ask. It's hard to tell from the video. Because if they're sand they finish, well, if they're sand finish, I think they should be LPJ money. Mm. They should be like five nine nine. This is the concern. If they're sand, we all know that Gibson isn't great at doing satin finishes. Their satin finishes all tend to just look like they've come out of the factory half um, done. I, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure I agree with that, I have to say. Okay. I think that the, the LPJs were cheap looking, but I think they were kind of designed to be cheap looking. Yeah. I'm um, concerned that these are going to be like the M2s. Maybe, maybe. I didn't mind that guitar. I thought it was all right, mm. you know, but it's it's difficult to say. I mean, what, what he has made a big song, and by he, I mean Billy Joe Armstrong, has made a big uh, song and dance of is this is the sort of guitar that he thinks people should be buying and modding. So, oh, has yeah, he? Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he, he says that this is the sort of guitar that he's called it a blank canvas for aspiring artists. That's cool. So um, my understanding is I think he wants, you know, if you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. 
For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. He is expecting people to like cover it in stickers like his old Fernandez. Fernandez? Is that Fernandez, what yeah. yeah. He used to have old, a Fernandez. His old strap. Fernandez was like the one, the, the classic Billy Joe Armstrong Strat style guitar from the uh, basket case video. It was a it was a three single coil Strat, and he famously took the bridge single coil out and replaced it with a humbucker, but of course at the same angle. Yes, yes, which is very cool. Um, So a a big question I've got about this is obviously this is designed as a single humbucker. I wonder if it's routed for a neck humbucker, a neck pickup. Certainly, if it's a if it's a guitar that he's thinking people will mod. Exactly, that's that's completely my my point. So, yeah, really interested to see um see what happens with this. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing them. Um yeah. Wrap around bridge, not for everyone. Vintage style tuners, not for everyone. Biggest um, everyone with taste. The Go biggest on, thing Matt? for me is slim taper neck. Because I love yeah. the original one. It's got a really chunky yeah, neck on it. But again, this, like, is design, this is designed for younger people. Well, yeah. That's what, that's what you said. It's designed for younger people. I mean, I think it really will... Um, it, it, we'll see what happens when it comes out. What yeah. price it ends up in the market for, I guess, is the big thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, um, I mean, I think the, the only thing for me that I thought was unusual <laughs> was the red um, that, that he released it in, just because... That's not a very Billy Joe colour. Like, uh, I understood the blue. That made sense. That was in line with his old Fernandez. The black with the torque guard looked absolutely fantastic. But the red doesn't seem like a very punk rock colour. Although, I did really enjoy in his video, he uh, described his band as being a high school rock and roll band. He doesn't, yeah, he go. no longer refers to himself as a punk rock band. Um, yeah, I'm just having a look to see if there is, and I can't find any link with the colour and. And Green Day, I, I, you know, I thought maybe no. it was he that they've had a bit of a red aesthetic for a while, though, haven't they? I mean, American Idiot was oh, black and black red. Black and red. I wonder if that's isn't maybe... that album like fifteen years old? Now? Well, yeah, it is. Yeah, but you know, he hasn't played that Fernandez in that long. Yeah, true. So you know, maybe this is just a bit of a throwback over the last over over the sort of the you know the last twenty years of his career or yeah. something. I don't know. Nonetheless, fantastic guitar. Um, I did look into it today at work and discovered that it is, in fact, unfortunately, incredibly limited edition. Oh, really? Yeah, very limited edition, mostly um, uh, pre-allocated to uh, certain dealers. So very, very few are going to... If, if Listener, if you're in the States, uh, you might get luckier than you will over here. Unfortunately, we're getting very, very few into the market. I know that only only two are going to come into my shop. Oh, really? And, what, know, two of each colour? No, mate, two. Wow. And uh, we've one in, one in two. So there's, uh, there's a colour we're not even getting. Right, okay. Um, and do you see how much they were going to be? I, I didn't actually look at that, no. I right, just looked okay. at, the, uh, at the order. But yeah, and that was, that was kind of out of our control as well. And, and bear in mind, you know, GAK have relative buying power. You'd have, you know, we, we, we certainly should have been in a position to get more if there were more available. So... I think um, it's a shame because it looks like it could be something that's really popular. I, I mean, maybe maybe that's just an, an intro thing. Maybe they they weren't able to make enough to. But who knows? Who knows? It hasn't. It doesn't say anything on the Gibson website about it being limited. Mm. So I don't know. Let's see what happens. I, I, I'd I'd be surprised if they limited it. To be honest with you, because those um, those original ones were not only were they super popular, they now sell secondhand for twice what you would have bought a new Easy. one. Easily, yeah. easily. Yeah. Easily. Okay, moving on. Ortega. Ortega, not a company we're going to talk about much. Why? Because they specialize in ukuleles, tenor guitars, 
banjos, things like that. And oh, it's that Ortega. Ortega. Right, okay. Yeah, Ortega. I didn't realise it was... Okay. No, Ortega, who are run by Z Distribution, who, of course, also work with, um, uh, with Ormsby, uh, Ormsby and, and also with Stonefield as well. So, yes. Uh, super cool company. Lovely people who run that company. But yes, Ortega Guitars have announced their Quantum Loop. Not just any loop pedal. This is a logarithm come loop pedal. That's right. So this is a guitar looper, so something that you can loop in and overdub uh, your sound with, much as you could with you know something like a TC Ditto looper or a Boss RC1. You can do that. It has uh, you know up, up to uh, five minutes of loop length with unlimited overdubs. But not just that, because it is kind of a logarithm as well, you can also put your uh, organic beat in using your, your foot on the, on the panel, and you can allocate the, uh, the tones of that. You don't have to just have the amplified. It has a little microphone in there, but you don't have to have that sound. It can be used as a, um, as a trigger as well. Oh, right, so okay. you can apply uh, certain kick snares, hat, hat sounds, and you can build a rhythm as well. So you could, uh, you could have your first run going through with your kicks, then introduce your snares, then maybe your hats, and you can add your guitar over the top. Um, because it's a dual channel, you can cut the drums out and just keep the guitar going. So you can build a whole track. It's a really interesting unit designed, designed really aimed at that sort of uh, Ed Sheeran-y style uh, musician that's going to need to build up and remove kind of beats and stuff from a sound. And, and also uh, it has an out as well where you can, has an additional, there's an additional sort of quantum loop pad, as it were. So you can, if you want to have a kick and snare running, if you're, ambidextrous with your feet in that capacity then uh, then you can do that i think a super cool product for uh, for acoustic players i have to say i kind of agree with you actually um i uh so we saw um the uh the rest of the series when we went to the birmingham guitar show yeah um in whenever that was when was that i don't know september february was it September or February? Um, whenever, whenever it was that we went to the Birmingham Guitar Show, we saw these, and um, I had a go on one very briefly, and uh, I, you know, I thought it was okay. It wasn't really a product that I was interested in, um, and I didn't ever think it would be a product that I'd be interested in. But I have to say, this Quantum Loop is actually a very good idea, a very, very good idea for someone who is doing, as you say, that kind of troubadour style um, busking. Again, obviously not for me. Um, please don't ever buy me one of these. Um, I, I would love to see you busking <laughs> with one of these on the street with a classical, maybe in some Crocs, just like absolutely <laughs> going all that at it. outrageous. I apologise to anyone who's wearing Crocs right don't now. Don't ever apologise to people wearing Crocs. <laughs> who might want to buy. Actually, I must do I did actually see one of these being demoed at um, when I went to TGU uh 18 at Toman and it was one of those things I was like I watched the guy do it the... I don't know what that is oh you weren't invited Joe really sorry <laughs> <laughs> try not to tell you about it um, it was one of those things where you watch the guy who's absolutely like honed his demo in over months and it's like, like, whoa, that's great. And then someone else has a go and you're like, whoa. <laughs> Ryan great. from Sister Cycle Hunt steps up. He's like, whoa, what do I do here? <laughs> I think that's the thing. Is it, with any looper, there's just a certain amount of learning curve in it. But it does cover a base that a lot of other loopers don't cover, which is that microphone built in. Yeah, sort of thing. Absolutely um, cool product. A little bit, uh, a little bit on the expensive side, two hundred and ninety-nine US dollars for the baby. unit with um, with a very reasonable sixty-nine US dollars uh, retail on the on the additional pad as well. But still, that's a that's a fair old chunk. You know, you could probably, depending on how many busking gigs you were going to do, I imagine you could get a real drummer. Matt Knight. Um, yes. Let's talk about shepherd tones. Oh, let's talk about the tone that never goes up or down. Or both. Um, yeah, we actually did, I think, talk about this last time I came on the podcast in Brighton, bizarrely enough. I don't remember how we got onto the Shepherd Tone. Mm. Um, the Shepherd Tone, for people who don't know, is a trick on your ears, as it were. It's a tone that, um, while one goes up, a similar tone, a lower octave, an octave lower, um, also rises to create an ever-rising or an ever-falling note. Um, and that was the inspiration between the Corora Audio Spira Filter Modulation Pedal. Um, this is actually their, this is their 
first pedal. This is the first release from yeah, Cold and actually, Audio as well. I kind of like the idea. They're like, we weren't just inspired by a classic green overdrive or you know something like that. It's like we actually were inspired by a tone. And then we were like, how can we make that tone in a pedal? Um, and it in- incorporates, and I-, I like it when I read things like this, because I'm like, hmm, I wonder what I could do with that. It incorporates 24 parallel resonant bypass band pass filters to produce an infinitely ascending or descending filter sweep. And I'm like, that sounds great. That sounds absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Sounds totally up that I think, it Yeah, really I think does. for someone like... Ambient. Imagine, imagine running an Ebo with the they say with the rate set low, the Spira achieves the classic and recognisable shepherd tone, and can also uh, be compared to a comb filter or format filter effects. Um, so yeah, I guess you could hold a note and with an Ebo, and then it would just feel like everything's just always going down yeah. or always going up. I'm like, that sounds awesome. I, I think that sounds what, like a really interesting tool for. Um, things like synths but I think also just quickly like it sounds a bit like a flanger in some way but what's nice is it doesn't like it's not got that up and down where you sometimes you're like oh it doesn't feel like I'm playing a time it's always just going kind of like one direction speaking of one direction speaking of one direction the new signature no speaking uh, of one direction Harry Styles was in that movie Dunkirk and they had a shepherd time playing the entire way through that movie did they, they did they did yeah they yeah they did yeah. I tried to watch that I got really bored did you get bored or did you feel uncomfortable because there was a shepherd tone going mm, the whole way through it maybe I did I started quite late and I was definitely drunk but okay. uh, but I, I did give up um I Going back to the uh, pedal, I think this is very, very neat. And I think this is very, very neat because, as you say, Matt, this isn't just them going, oh, yes, we like a uh, we like the sound of a rodent style. Uh, <laughs> you know, they, they've not gone down that route. They have gone, oh, you know what's wicked is the shepherd tone. Let's just do that. I, and I nobody else, agree. Nobody else has done I, I mean, I can't think of anything else that's done it. You know, there are similar sort... You can get a similar sort of sound, like you say, from like a... From from all sorts of different effects, really. Like a, a phaser does a s- kind of the same thing, but, you know, this is ever ascending. Mm-hmm. I think this would be amazing. And you know what? I what, um, It really... Uh, Reminds me of Matt. Mm. You've spoken about it a couple of times in the past about how uh, a friend of ours, uh, Sparky, he played in a band where they would run a uh, Phase Ninety through an iron lung, yes. so that you were getting um, that uh, you were getting the sound of the cab, um, and you were getting that through that uh, really oh. slow phaser. Well, what uh, they were doing, they were also so where an iron lung is an electroharmonics vocoder. Instead of miking up vocals, they were miking up the guitar cap. Yeah. So yeah. you were getting the guitar sound, obviously, with a normal mic going out into a PA, but then you're also getting that mic'd up, fed into a pedal board, which was vocoding it. Uh, and then they were running it through various other effects. So and I think that's like a really cool. It is thing. very cool. And again, a very interesting and unique setup. And I think that, that this would particularly have worked well for them. Um, so Absolutely. it might be worth giving uh, Enos a shout and saying, yeah. Check yeah. Out, great band Enos. But um, uh, yes, a- anyway, yeah, a very, very unique uh, pedal from uh, from Corora. Not going to be everyone's jam, but definitely mine. Speaking of jam, how good was that segue? Jay, <laughs> the TC oh, I Ditto see. Jam times two. It's not, called, <laughs> it's not called times two, it's X2. Oh, do we say X2? I think we it's say X2. X2. It's yeah. X2. Oh, I have always said times two. <laughs> and that's why you have not sold many. <laughs> you got any, no, you haven't got any X2s, mate. Just uh, times two, I think you'll find. <laughs> But um, t- I would like to buy a uh, flashback times four, and you come out with four. Don't you flashbacks. call them that? I no, they're the X four, you dingo. Oh, I thought it was if, a did multiply you not, Did you not symbol? even watch the video? No, but no. Four is literally there, and he calls it the X two. Of course, he calls it the well, X two. He's foreign. I assumed it was a God language dear, you thing. Are, you are, you are not. You're, you're tr- toeing the line today, so. Um, so, yes, anyway, speaking of, speaking of, uh, from pro- one round of problematic language to another, um, TC obviously been in the news recently for uh, the wrong reasons. Uh, here they are in the news for the right reasons. Uh, the X2 is actually a very, very interesting concept, and I am very keen to see 
it in action. The video is uh, shows it off quite well. Basically, what you do is you clip a contact mic to uh, something that will be uh, laying the beat down. So, for example, in this instance, they uh, attach it to the underside of a snare, and you can then play something, loop it, and then as the drummer gets faster or slower, it will speed up or stretch out um, your... Uh, recorded loop so that you can continue to solo over the top without it sounding all draggy and horrible. Now, this is a fantastic solution for an existing problem. It really is. It really, really is. And I am surprised that someone like uh, Pigtronics hasn't come up with... Because this is all sorts of... This is like right up their alley. Yeah. Doing something weird like this. So I think it's great that, uh, you know, TC have done it because it's going to be at a relatively... Uh, affordable Affordable price, price point. And, and an expansion <coughs> to a fantastic range of totally, as well. Totally, totally. And yeah, I, I'm really interested to see how this, um, how this works and whether uh. it will be something that people can use mm. like... I, I think three pieces everywhere are going to are going to love this. Like the the opportunity for a guitarist to sort of maintain his chord part whilst playing some their lead chord part. Yeah, I was um, their chord part. Absolutely. I was I was because I knew it had a built-in mic, but it also comes included with a clip-on mic. Yeah, and, and that was, is that is the one that they attach to the underside of the snare yeah. in the video. Yeah, because I was like, because how, how does it? Would would that work well enough from an? Because I I don't know how it'd filter out enough noise externally. Oh, I see. You mean the the internal mic? Yeah, the yeah, internal yeah, mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I I'm not sure about that. I think especially if you're playing in a in if it was a loudish environment. But I think I think it'd be interesting to see. We were talking about this very briefly beforehand, and Joe, you said that the the video was it you or was it Matt? Sorry, someone said that the um in the video that no, Matt it was you. Sorry, the yeah. uh. The the part that the guitar player um, plays, which is then which then goes on to be looped, is like a little bit. It's just a little bit minimal. weird. Yeah, it's quite minimal. You're right. But then again, all you're really trying to do there is add a little bit of texture to loop over the top. So maybe it doesn't matter. But I'd be really interested to see whether you could do something which you know gradually speeds up and speeds up and speeds up and it keeps time. Yeah, um, I wonder I think, how it would be very cool. It'd be interesting to know how it does with like dramatic drops in tempo um, for people who are doing something a little bit more crazy but want a second guitar part. I think you, it will probably have limitations, but uh, you know, it, I th I think, but from from watching the video, I think it would struggle to do dramatic time changes because it do, it does very much rely on the uh, the 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 beat the pulse yeah so but it's more to do with making sure that your parts don't go out that's true that's true yeah another thing i was thinking of is i wonder if you could um and, and perhaps this is just completely bananas and not a good not a good idea but i wonder if you could go into like uh like a just not a random tone generator but just a something that was triggering a pulse and then you could control that with your foot or something as a way yeah. to speed it up. Mm -hmm. Potentially. Yeah, Potentially. Quite, quite, quite an a really interesting concept anyway. A really, really interesting concept. And yeah, uh, yeah let's, let's hope that, you know, they don't give it any stupid names. <laughs> <laughs> Eastwood make great guitars. Do you know what's better than, uh, than 21 frets? What what's better than twenty one frets? Twenty two frets. Well, no, no, we we would definitely be on the twenty one fret thing, wouldn't we? Seventeen. We just we talked about twenty one and twenty two right. a few weeks ago. Well, we're in do that. you not remember? Oh. Like, okay. Yeah, sure. Anyway, do you know what's better? What's better? Thirty two. Oh, that must be a really long neck, though. No, it must be a baritone or something. You would be. Are you wrong thinking there? about a uh, how many? Sorry, thirty two. Are you thinking about the Ibanez thirty two fret fretter for no. ultimate shred guitar players? Is that a, a Double neck that's 16 frets each. Good guess, but no, I am talking about a 32 microtonally fretted guitar from Eastwood. That's right, Eastwood Custom Shop have put together a, um, a campaign um, to make their first ever microtonal guitar. Microtonal guitars have become 
um, a, a little bit sort of niche popular recently. Certainly, my band started looking into them about a year ago when we saw um, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Great band. With a fantastic band. Performed with uh, two microtonal guitars and a microtonal bass. As it turns out, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard were actually using the prototype of the, uh, of the Phase 4, which is the Eastwood Mosrite copy, double humbucker version, in white with a maple neck with 32 gorgeous microtonal frets. What a fantastic guitar. They are... Um, Looks like they uh, they only need six hundred US dollars more to hit their uh, hit their target and make this guitar a reality. Can I ask a question, please? Yeah. What is a microtonal guitar? Uh, so the additional frets are those notes in between the conventional Western notes. So they're the uh, the kind of sound that you would associate with Eastern music a bit more. Those um, those sort of uh, sitari off notes. They, they okay. They're, they're 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 very jagged sounding. Yeah. There's there's something about them that certainly sounds a little bit off kilter. Because um, with a sitar, Western ear. Because with a sitar, you can actually move the frets. Yeah. Right. So okay. the frets on a sitar aren't fixed. You actually move them for specific ragas, I think. Um, right. Okay. So with a microtonal, they pick the, I guess you would pick the microtones that sort of work in a Western framework of, of music. Um, but you can get some, um, like there's some sort of like Turkish classical guitars where it's not a microtonal just a fret that goes across the whole board but an individual fret marker for each string so it's all over the place because there's so much stuff that uses like in between notes but it's really difficult to create those notes on a standard electric guitar because it's difficult to you can't really fret those notes it were because you haven't got the fret bar to kind of help right in between bits um that description that you guys just gave me there has made me uh, actually find this quite interesting. Yeah, because I thought that this was just some a like bit sh- sort of shreddy sort of. Yeah, thing. well, maybe yeah. not shreddy, but I just thought it was a bit sort of weird for the sake of it. But actually, now that I understand that there's a real sort of uh, uh, theory behind it. Um, I think that's that's very interesting. It's something I, more more common in um, in in prog than anything else. I think these. Okay, you're around. Joe. Come on, I'm you're, you're now, yeah. You, sorry, actually, sorry, sorry, Jay, sorry. get away from the prog thing. There, there is actually a King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard record where it's all microtonal stuff, and it's yeah. that cool psych, psych rock sort of thing. But you can hear all these microtonal notes in it, they, and they, they've they kind of like really band. like nailed it. Absolutely, um, and and the best part about this guitar is that they they plan it to be uh, a, a very reasonable uh, seven hundred and ninety nine dollars. And the best bit for one hundred and fifty dollars extra, you can get a uh, removable normal um, twenty two fret neck. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, so that's cool. So you can for an extra option. how much? One hundred and fifty dollars. Right. Okay. But of course, you know, you can play normally on this. 20, how many well. frets? Uh, I think they said twenty-two. Ah, oh, see, I, I need twenty-four. No, you, you're not into it. Oh, into it. But what a cool guitar, anyway. That's, yeah, that's, that is very interesting. They very will interesting. be mega bucks in about thirty years' time in some Japanese well, after, guitar store. After nobody's used them, after <laughs> yeah. nobody buys them. Yeah. Someone will record something on it, and everyone's got to get that microtonal guitar. Matt Knight, Zachary Vex has released a new pedal. Yeah. Well. Technic, sort of new, sort of old. Um, we are seeing Zvex move into, I mean, one of the originators of the boutique boom, um, I guess, with with the kind of the fuzz factory. Um, they're moving into, obviously, the upright pedals that are a little bit more pedalboard friendly, um, but they're moving into kind of mods of their original ones. Um, so I think last month we saw the Super Duper Concert Bass Mod, um, which was a couple of change components, some germanium um, components that made it sound a little bit more like a legendary Sun Concert Bass Amp. Um, this time they have done the Woolly Mammoth, which is their bass kind of drive fuzz, um, but with uh, germanium uh, diodes instead. So it's a really cool option for a different take on their on their kind of bass drive. Awesome. Um, they say kind of distortion that releases overtones reminiscent of Fender Rhodes or Wurlitzer keyboards. So not that super kind oh, of that is super cool. muff, muffled kind of Russian big muff thing. More of that kind of like vintage um, 
kind of thick drive that maintains the original character but it's got that real kind of low end grunt yeah. but plenty if you especially if you're like using a pick it's still got that high end sort of pick attack to it oh man i um, am i am way into that that sounds yeah. awesome and then part of their vexter range so these ones if i remember rightly the vexter ones are built in china and then inspected in the u.s if i remember rightly and then they have their standard range which are all hand built in the u.s awesome. but same components same circuit board it's just that one is not built in the uk uh, in the u.s, US. Super cool. Um, we've actually got two more things to cover, and we are we are really running out of time today. So uh, I'm thinking of ditching the last part of the news and just uh, mentioning briefly um, that Chris Shiflett um, started using Reverb this uh, this. Give this it, week giving him well. another another shout out. Why did, did we speak about him already? I'm, I'm in Mark. Oh <laughs> I yeah, be Chris Shiflett. <laughs> he, he can do what he wants. <laughs> yes, yes. It was uh, again <laughs> shared, for a name? shared by Mark Packham once again. Um, Chris Shiflett started selling a load of stuff from his Reverb store this week, which is quite interesting. Yeah, twenty of his instruments used throughout the last sort of fifteen twenty years um, for various bits of of kind of Foo, Foo Fighters history. Um, a lot of I would say, and you know, apparently they sold out in a matter of moments. Who the Foo Fighters? Uh, yep, always every gig. Um, <laughs> all these guitars sold out in a matter of moments. They weren't signed by him, but they all came with a signed certificate. Um, and a lot of them, I will say, were maybe more standard guitars stuff that he's picked up obviously on his travels you know touring across the world but there were a, a couple of very cool bits now the one that really caught my eye that i think would have been the best one of the bunch to buy and i'm sure you've had to be very quick off the mark is the chris shiflet signature deluxe prototype which oh, was the one that they designed yeah, so his telly, the prototype that they have based the original model off, so color slightly different. Of his telly, what 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 was seventy two telly deluxe, but with standard humbuckers white. rather than wide range. But the prototype is in a white blonde, so it's slightly see through, slightly different bridge on it. Um, is it still a pearl plate? Yes, still a pearl plate. But I can't. Remember, they were always rosewood, weren't they? Yeah, I think sure. yeah. So, um, but it's just a cool looking guitar, and I think because it's the prototype, I think that's really that's a really nice piece of kind of, especially if you're really into the Foo Fighters, that's a really nice piece of, of kind of Foo Fighters history. But there's a really cool three three five custom shop in Alpine White, which I thought was quite cool, uh, an aluminium arch top, um, which is kind of like a Gretsch, but yeah, all aluminium top, which is pretty nuts. Um, there's like a just a Mexican sort of 72 telly which i think he'd played on various bits so yeah there was some there's some cool stuff nothing like mind-blowingly vintage um but i like the fact that a lot of these artists are going out there and you know putting their their stuff up for sale yeah i i actually really like how these uh sort of the, the ease of reverb stores is making it making it possible for artists uh you know make it possible for us to get hold of a load of cool gear especially yeah. someone you really like but uh but didn't, something up there. didn't jay maskis yes i was actually well. going to mention because the funny thing with that was they listed all that stuff and the first thing was please note jay maskis no was it was it jay maskis was a billy corgan one of them was like please note they are not selling any big muffs <laughs> yeah yeah you're right <laughs> <laughs> I think it might have been Jay Maskus. I, like, no, I think that was, was Billy Corgan. Was, was it Billy Corgan? Yeah, please yeah. note they are not selling any big muffs. Because obviously everyone's like, got to get that. Got to have, got to have that one. Um, the Billy Corgan one was really interesting. The Jay Maskus one was was also really interesting. Um, because Jay, the Jay Maskus one, he was selling a lot of drums. Um, because he was a drummer, sort of like. Was he? First and foremost, yeah. But I didn't realise that. He was actually a um, a drummer for for quite a long time and he wrote a lot of the drum parts and on the dinosaur junior stuff apparently if you watch the little video he's talking about it so he sold some cool drum kits but he was selling things like a parker fly he was like yeah i don't really know why i bought this parker fly <laughs> <laughs> can't imagine going on stage dinosaur junior with a parker fly oh they could have made it work there's a bunch Probably. of uh it's about just having to look through some of the other artist stores there's a bunch of uh kind of cool stuff on the social distortion site um a load of mike ness stuff i don't think mike ness has ever had a uh uh, a artist guitar a signature model no I don't mm. know uh, my name is cool social distortion you into that band you know uh, you've band? mentioned them a few times on yeah the he's um, yeah that'd be cool mm. anyway yeah he's got some cool stuff on there uh, there doesn't appear to be a huge amount on there at the moment but um, 
Yeah, interesting. Cool. Well, that is uh, about all the time we have here on the regular podcast, but we will be continuing over on the Patreon episode of the Guitar Nerd podcast. This week, we're actually going to be dealing with a question from the Facebook group from uh, Alan Shemon, who says... um, that we all know that the nerd stand and recommendation of the Baja Telecaster and Blues Junior, but what is the pedal board equivalent? What pedals would make up our absolute essential list? We will be answering that over on the Patreon episode of the podcast, where for as little as $1 a month, you can support the Guitar Nerds podcast. $1 gets you the regular episode ad-free and early. $5 a month gets you an extra half an hour every week, plus access to bonus features and mini-series such as Branton's Ranton and $10 a month makes you one of our executive backers, granting you access to everything already mentioned, plus the prestigious honor of having your name read out in one breath by me. <clears throat> Hang on. We've got, we've got new people as well, so... Hang on. What are you doing? Hang on. What are you doing? Yeah, you're putting a shepherd tail on. Okay. <laughs> All right, ready? <clears throat> Stephen Conrady, Scott Hamilton, Iverton Mayorkos, Merritt Peters, Golden G, Richard III, Sean Arbo, Joshua Mitchell, Chris Wolfman Coppinson, Ryan McDermott, Robert Cousins, Rob Crew, Nate Nagel, Tucker Abaddon, Ernie Cooper, Emery James Maker, Christoph Rapson, Shane Omar, Matt Roberts, Dave Lee, Derek Bitzer, Martin Cliff, Matt Davis, Aaron Sherman, Blake Wyland, Jake Gray, Christopher Lowset, Ron Corrier, Scott Kennedy, Robin Smith, Rob Norvick, Rob Grant, Derek Chris Connors, Andy Joyce, Carlos Mancha, Steve Merkel, Blair Toms, Mark Ross, Brad Page, J.D. Short, Andy McKenzie, Laurie Anstis, Paul Corrigan, Will Clare, Scott O'Brien, Phil Thompson, Paul Clare, Colin Anderson! There we go. Wow. Good work. That was good work. I've never actually timed it before, and just having a quick look on here... Uh, that I just went on a YouTube video uh-huh. and it was just over one minute. So one, you, one you, minute. you didn't go straight away, but like... Still not bad. Anyway, there you worked. have it. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at, at Guitar Nerds or on YouTube at Guitar Nerds Videos. You can even visit our website, guitarnerds.net, where all our various channels are displayed in all of their glory. And you can even purchase Guitar Nerds merchandise and become a true member of the club. That is it from us for this week. We'll catch you next time for some more guitar nerdery. Goodbye, gang. Bye. Bye. What? I say gang. Do I? No, I say it. Yeah, I say gang all the time. You just weirded me out. (laughs) Cheers, everyone. Bye, everyone. (laughs) Yeah, what do you think of that? I say radical. (laughs) 